Well, we're glad you joined in with us today. We're starting a new series and it's called Creativity Unlocked. Right now around social media, there's a high note challenge going on and people are reaching new heights. Heights they previously thought they couldn't go to, but because of the challenge, it drew out something that was within them. There was some unrealized potential that a challenge drew out. And I want to say right now, we're living in challenging times and this potential and creativity that God wants to unlock in your life. I like what the founder of Google said. He said, always, always work on something uncomfortably exciting. Uh, when you're working on something uncomfortably exciting, it draws out of you that which is within you. Right now, what I want you to do is want everybody lift their hands high in the air. In fact, lift them as high as you can go, as high as you can go in lounge rooms and bedrooms, wherever you are, lift your hands. Your hands are lifted high. Okay, with everyone's hands lifted high, I want you right now to give me two extra inches. Go. Uh, that's right. Some of you went higher, but I thought you were lifting them as high as you could go. And I want to say there's more in us than sometimes we realize. Sometimes we think we're at the height, but I want to say you can go higher. And in this series, I believe God is going to unleash, unlock the creativity that lies within inside you. In fact, this series is a campaign to release unused creativity. There's a lot inside of you that you may not know of. And in this series, I pray that you're going to live in a place where you're uninhibited and you can give expression to that God-given creativity. See, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to ourselves as to where we would be if we didn't live under the fear, the shame and the rejection and all the things that hold us in captivity or hold us in a place where we don't live outside of the confines of what we know. Right now, we're living in a world where there's a lot of restriction. There's a lot of limitation. I'm praying tomorrow, as with everybody else, especially for Auckland, that we're going down to level two. That would come out of a level three restriction. But one thing I've discovered in this season, although we're living in a place where there's a whole lot of natural restrictions, with God, God is not limited. And in fact, I was encouraged by a verse that Kathy read to me at the beginning of this recent lockdown. It comes from 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we're going to be reading from verse 8. And it says this, verse 8, it says, Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. How many know there's good news? That Jesus didn't die, just die. He rose again. And because I preach this good news, I'm suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But get this, but the Word of God cannot be chained. It cannot be chained. It can't be locked down. So I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. You know, I really believe the challenge of the church over the years has always been to multiply ministry. Uh, the church by way of design is there to equip the saints. That's you. I don't know if you realize this, but you're a saint. The challenge of the church is to equip the saints, being you, for the work of the ministry. Now, now the enemy would have many people subscribe to another picture uh, where one or two people do the ministry rather than all of us. 
But any picture that doesn't include your full involvement and your full participation, that's not part of God's plan. You are part of God's plan and you have a ministry. And to unlock that ministry is gonna require you to step into your creative potential. See, as I read through Scripture, I see a pattern and and the pattern I see through Scripture is the harsher the conditions that were imposed on the people of God, the greater the outcomes for the kingdom of God there was. It's like the children of Israel in Egypt, in slavery. Pharaoh made the conditions harsher, but the more harsher they became, the more they multiplied. Take that over into the New Testament with the early church. The early church suffered from persecution. And as a result of the persecutions, the Christians scattered. And as a result of the scattering, the church had influence in places they wouldn't have unless they had been persecuted. Could it be right now, the limitations in our life are actually serving us? Because God is never limited by natural limitations. And we never need to fear limitations, whether they be physical limitations, financial limitations, intellectual limitations, societal limitations. We never need to fear them because God is bigger than those limitations. And the Word of God cannot, cannot be chained. Uh, let's make sure in this time that we don't limit God as to what He can do. Because I've found natural limitations always serve God's purpose. Natural limitations always serve God's purpose. It's not like God's up in heaven freaking out and go, dang, I'm gonna have to change my plan because I didn't foresee this. I didn't know that was gonna happen. I never saw that coming. You know, we've got to see that in our limitations, if we can employ a godly creativity, we can see expansion, we can see growth, we can see a fruitfulness and an enlargement that we may, may, may have never seen before. One of our heartbeats as Equipers Church is, is to excel. In fact, our heartbeats are around the acronym HEART. And so our values are to honour, to excel, to advance, to reach out and to do it together. Uh, the second heartbeat is to excel, which simply means to give God our best. How many believe God deserves our best? I pray this morning, right now, you're giving God your full attention. You're giving God the best of your time. You're honouring Him with your best, with your increase. You're honouring Him in every way because God, why? He deserves, He deserves our best. Now, but I love the thought that when it comes to excelling, you know, it can be simply, to, you could simply say it like this. To excel means to simply say, there's always a way. There's always a way of doing this. I love the fact that we serve a God who makes a way where there's no way. The question I wanna ask is, what right now have you accepted in this season that God doesn't want you to accept? Uh, where right now are you limiting what God can do through you? Could, could some of us right now be waiting for some of the natural limitations to come off and, and for us to go down a level for us to express some of that creativity? But I wanna say, no, now, in the place you are now, now's the time to excel. Now's the time to, to move forward. Because maybe, just maybe, the limitations in your life are still there 
and are there because God wants to use them as a servant so that you can discover untapped potential. It's always been there. It's like this potential has been there, it's been dormant, but God wants to use the situation and the circumstances that you find yourself in to draw out that which is within you. But if it wasn't for the situation, maybe you'll never call upon it. See, I found the best ideas, the best innovations often come from a place of restriction, from a place of limitation, from a place of hardship, from a place of struggle and even lack. And it's in those places people dig deeper and and they tap into something that was there all the time, but they never knew it was there, but the situation required them to dig a little bit deeper. Some of you right now, you're checking out on this message because you go, well, I'm not a creative person. I'm just not creative. I I can't sing. I can't dance. I can't act. I can't draw. Well, neither can I. Well, that's a lie because the truth is I can sing. That's a surprise to many of you. Yes, I'd say we all can sing. Yeah, we all can sing, but the challenge of singing is singing in, in tune and that I can't do. Now, when it comes to creativity, you know, there's a lot of definitions around creativity. And I was almost about to look it up, uh, a definition in the dictionary as to what creativity was. And then I thought, no, I'll get really creative and I'll come up with my own definition. So here's Sam Monk's definition of creativity. Here's a definition of creativity uh, that, that I creatively came up with. Here's, here it is. It's, it's going to be good. And you need to tune into this. Here's the definition of creativity. It's finding answers in hidden places. Creativity is finding answers in hidden places. Or as Jerry Lorenzo said, who's the designer for Fear of God, uh, it's a clothing label that's gone ballistic all over the world. He said creativity is another term for God showing up. I like that. Uh, right now, there's answers. There's answers to the question you, you are asking. But get this, there's even answers for the questions that you're not asking. I, I believe in life, uh, as Christians especially, we should never be trapped by a no. How many times has a no stopped us? Somebody's given us a no, or there's been a block or a door closed. And we've got to know. And because of that no, we've sat down. Because of that no, we've retreated. We should never be trapped by a no. You know, for how many right now who would say, man, I've quitted because I've got a no. I didn't get selected for the team. I'm no longer pursuing that dream, that desire because I got a no. But one thing I've found in God is rejection is direction. And there's always a way. And God, there's always a way. It may be another way, but there is always a way. And if we can tap into that God-given creativity, I believe we can enter into the plan and the purpose that God has for us. Now, but for us to do that, well, one thing we need to realize, in fact, I've got three this morning, three things we need to realize is number one is creativity is not a category. Yes, some people are more creative than others. Yes, some people have more ideas than others. But I want to say to every person listening to this today is you are creative. In fact, I want you to say that out loud right now. 
I am creative. Everyone say that right now. I am creative. Yes, you are. You're creative because you're created in the image of God. And we see this with kids. Every kid is creative. And when it comes to creativity, creativity is multidimensional. It's not just restricted to the arts. Come on, you can be a business person with a new idea, a new way of doing things. You need to employ creativity, accountants. You know, they make numbers work in a way that others can't. There's a creativity there. Lawyers, engineers, teachers, how they teach content. Creativity can unlock the potential within students, social workers, politicians, parents. Right now, during lockdown especially, we need some creativity in how we parent our kids. In medicine, there's, there's a creativity there. In sports, yes, in media, arts and entertainment. But I challenge to say in every aspect in life, we need a godly creativity because godly creativity finds answers in hidden places. It finds answers for the questions that people are asking. And right now, people are asking a lot of questions. And that's why we as the people of God need to unlock the creativity within us. And creative people never accept no as an answer. They say, there is always a way. I love that at Equipus Church, we've always said, there's a way of doing this. We just haven't figured it out yet. But we're gonna lean into God because we know He's got the answer that we're looking for. Right now, I'd, I'd say this, God is not hiding from us. He's not hiding things from us. He's hiding things for us. And it's the search that will actually help. It's the search that will help us discover what we're looking for. See, any relationship, in any relationship, if a relationship is to progress, it needs to make sure that it has pursuit at the heart of it. There's a pursuit. I've been married this year, 26 years. And I love the fact that I don't know everything about Kathy. I don't know all there is to know about Kathy. I'm not God. And in my relationship with Kathy, you know, I'm still pursuing her. I'm still wooing her. I'm still going after her because I know there's, there's more in, in her. See, any relationship gets into trouble when, when people stop pursuing one another. And in our relationship with God, even some people right now are bored because there's no pursuit. It's the hunt, it's the search, it's the pursuit that actually keeps us alive. I challenge to say boredom is one of our biggest dangers in life. You wanna get in trouble. In fact, a lot of people who do get in trouble is simply because they are bored. You gotta understand, you and I are desired. We're wired for an adventure. We're wired for mission. And, 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 and when we're on mission, Mission draws out the creativity that's on the inside of us. So everybody say this again, I am creative. Creativity is not a, catalog, a category of people. Creative, creativity is part of our design, which brings me to number two. One thing, we're, second thing we need to know about creativity is creativity is God's gift to us. Creativity is God's gift to us. And right now, the world needs your creativity. The world is missing something if you bury that gift that is within you. We need God-breathed creativity. And we need to understand that He is the source. Now, I want you to catch this truth. And for us to catch it, let's go to the creation story back in Genesis chapter 1. 
Because what we need to see from this story is when God wanted something, He spoke to that which He wanted it to come from. Uh, When He was making things, and this is critical, when He was making things, He spoke to that which He wanted it to come from and what He wanted it to be sustained by and what He wanted it to be returned to. So He spoke to that which He wanted it to come from, to be sustained by, and return to. This this is really important because in Genesis chapter one, God created some things and He made some things. Notice the distinction. He created some things and He made some things. Now, Now we use the word create a lot. Look at what I created. Uh, That's great in English, but if we look at it theologically, we don't actually create. We only make. We don't create. Because theologically, create means to make something out of nothing, to form something out of nothing. And, and, And when it came to the creation story, God said, let there be light. And what was there? There was light. To make something is to take something, to make it out of something else. And, and really, that's in essence what you and I really do, is we take something else, we take the raw, raw materials that God's given us, and we make something. You know, an example would be building, building a house. We don't say, let there be a building, and there was a building. Now, God created some things out of nothing, but He made some things from other things. And what he made it from, what he made it from was really important because whatever it came from, it was sustained by and it would return to. I'll say that again. Whatever it came from, it was sustained by and it returned to. Uh, Let's pick it up in, in verse 11 of Genesis where it says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and trees. Let the earth. So what did he speak to? He spoke to the earth Now, God didn't say, let there be trees. He said, let the earth bring forth grass and trees, etc. Well, what was He making them from? He was making them from the dirt. He said, let the earth. He was speaking to the earth and He spoke to the earth and the earth listened and the earth brought forth trees and plants. Now, God wants plants to come from the dirt. He wants the plants to be sustained by the dirt. And ultimately, they will return back to the dirt. In verse 20, we see, Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. So all the living creatures in the the water came from there. They're sustained by that and they'll return to it. And then, then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. Again, animals come from the dirt, they're sustained by the dirt, and they return to the dirt. Here's why this is really important. Let's look at what God wanted man, man to come from. Let's see what He spoke to. In Genesis 1.26, it says, Then God said, let us make man in our image. So when He made man, who did He speak to? He spoke to himself. It says, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Here's the point. Is we came from God, we're sustained by God, and one day we'll return to God. But some of you are saying, no, 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 that's not it. Didn't, didn't he make us from the dirt? No, no, he made my earth suit, this body from the dirt. And this body 
came from the dirt, is sustained by the dirt and will return to the dirt. But my spirit, guess what? My spirit came from God. The spirit, the creative part of me, that spirit came from God, is sustained by God and will return to God. We came from God. My body came from the dirt and is sustained by the dirt, sustained by vegetables and fruits and, and ice cream and all those things that come from the dirt. Ice cream, yeah, because cows eat grass, cows produce milk and milk comes from ice cream. And to me, that means ice cream is really healthy. In fact, what ice cream is, ice cream is simply processed salad. That's what it is. Do I get an amen to that? Been eating a lot of ice cream recently. But, but what you've got to understand in this is our body, yes, it comes from the dirt, it's sustained by the dirt and will return to. But our spirit, the creative engine of our life comes from God, is sustained by God and will return to God. Now, now what would happen? What would happen if a plant said to the dirt, I'm pulling out, I'm going to make it on my own. What would happen? It would die. What did humankind say to God? They said to God, I'm pulling out. I'm going to make it on my own. I'm going to do it without you. And God said, that day you will die. But notice our bodies didn't die because our bodies came from the dirt. But our spirits died, which affects our body. Now, now a lot of people don't realise that, that many people are looking for creative inspiration and a lot of people are looking sadly to plants for creative inspiration. But the best inspiration that will bring life, they'll bring freedom, they'll bring hope, they'll bring answers actually comes from our spirits. And that's why the good news of Jesus is so powerful because it doesn't just affect your salvation, it affects what you can do today. And like Ephesians chapter two, verse one says, and he says, and he made you alive. He made you alive. Something woke up on the inside of you when you gave your heart to Jesus. He made you alive, you who were dead in trespass and sin. In fact, Jesus said Himself, I've come that you might have life and life, you may have life more abundantly. See, see, we're not called to live without Him. And that word life means Zoe. It comes from the Greek word Zoe, which means vitality and real life. Where did we come from? We came from God. We were made from God. And guess what? We were made to be like Him. God, the creative genius, formed the world, spoke the world into being. Do you know there's species of fish that have never been discovered, but God created them just because He could? This creative genius, yes, you and I are created to be like and we're created in His image. See, creativity, what we're going to understand is creativity is God's gift to us. Using our creativity is our gift back to Him. I like what T.D. Jakes says in the book, Saw. In fact, you know, in an interview by Stephen Furtick, he alludes to this as well. He says, most people have a prayer list of things that God doesn't do. Half the things they're asking God to do, you know, they're asking for table and chairs, but He doesn't do table and chairs. He does trees. It's like God's the ultimate strategist and, and opens doors that nobody could ever open. But what we're going to understand is, what we're going to, and remember, is that God gives us responsibility and the opportunity to, to create. 
See, a lot of people who say, well, I'm not creative, what they're saying is they're dismissing their responsibility and leaving it to somebody else. Consider, that God will never make this. He'll never make a table, a chair. He'll never make pencils to write on or paper to write upon. God will never create a box for storage or a crate for shipping. Do we need those things? Yes, we need those things. And God knows that, but the way He answers our need for those things is He gives us a tree. And it's up to us then to unlock that creative potential within us to see a chair and to see a table or to see a house in that tree. Come on, are you looking at the things in your world from the right perspective? Maybe there's answers there, but because you're not, tapping into that creative potential, you're missing those answers. And God gave us trees. And if we use the tree properly, if we, we saw those raw resources accurately, we'd be able to imagine things. We'd be able to create things. See, are you using right now all the resources that God's placed in your life? Are you using them right? Because God's gift to us is creativity, which brings me to my third point. Last point is what creativity is, is creativity is connecting things. It's connecting things, often unrelated things. It's joining the dots. Things that a lot of people don't consider go together, it's bringing them together and seeing how they work. Now, one passage I love is Isaiah chapter 55. You know, every time I read this, I get something new out of it. I see it, see new things. But I love it from verse six where it says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Seek Him. That, that means do it today. Seek Him while He may be found. Call on Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake their way. Now, a lot of people hear wicked, they go, oh, that's somebody else. But sometimes that actually applies to us. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and He will have mercy on them and to our God for He will freely pardon. Listen to this, verse eight. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways, your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Now there's a big gap between heaven and earth. And that's the difference between His thoughts and our thoughts, His ways and our ways. It goes on and it says, As rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth. Now, rain and snow. Rain has an immediate effect on watering the earth. Snow sits upon the top, but over time as the sun comes out, it waters the earth. Some of our creativity right now has a time capsule attached to it. Some, you get an aha moment in, in, in an instant. But others, it's like snow. It lands. It's got to sit there for a while for it to have an effect. But it goes on and it says, and, and it, what happens is it, it makes the blood flourish so that you'll seed for the sower and bread to the eater. And it goes, so my word goes out of my mouth and it will ret- not return to me empty, but I'll accomplish what I desire and achieve for the purpose of which I sent it. Here's the deal. If God sent His word out, it's gonna accomplish what it's sent for. for. 
Restrictions are not going to hold it back. It's going to make a way where there's no way. And it says, you'll go out with joy. You'll be led forth in peace. And the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Now, what I want to pull out of this is, number one, is God's thoughts are not our thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. But God has the ability to connect unrelated things together. We see that with innovations. You know, somebody took a trolley and a suitcase and now our suitcase has wheels. That that means we can take our baggage around with us. It's easily movable. You, You think of our phone today. Our phone is not just a phone any longer. Uh, our phone is, is where we get our mail, is where we do our banking, is where we get our entertainment from. It's our diary. It's a map. You know, somebody was able to take all those facets of our life and put it in a phone. Unrelated things back in the 60s, but now they're together all in one device. You think of our, our food selections. Some time, there was a time where th- people thought bacon and bananas, they don't go together. But how many know bacon and bananas with maple syrup on top of a, a pancake or French toast? Yeah, that, that's good. You know, to, unrelated things, bacon and bananas. Some people think fries and ice cream don't go together. But others have tried that combination and they see that it really works. It's like, like steak and blue cheese. Oh, that's good stuff there. Two unrelated things, blue cheese. Some people go, that should go with nothing. But steak and blue cheese, man, they're a good mix. And God has the ability to bring up the unrelated areas of our life together in a way that, that makes things work. See, in our natural mind, we go, well, that needs to be over there and that needs to be over there and the two should never connect. But it's in the connection, creativity, a godly creativity brings things together. Who would have thought you could put servanthood and greatness together? See, the way of the world does not understand that. You know, I don't want to be a servant. You know, I want to be great. But God said, if you want to be great, you've got to learn to be the servant of all. Two unrelated things in the kingdom actually come together. God brings together humility and strength. If you want to access God's grace, it's going to require humility. Many people think they have to power up and they have to be staunch. But true strength in the kingdom actually comes from humbling yourself. Yeah, giving and increase. You know, a lot of people will think, no, I've got to save for me to increase. Yeah, saving is really important. But the, the Bible talks about there's one who withholds and it leads to poverty. But yet there's one who gives and there's increase. Now, you don't normally associate giving and increase. Those things don't go together. What about surrender and discovery? You know, when you surrender your life, when you give it over to God, it's then your eyes are open. Many people are into self-discovery and they miss out on a whole lot because true knowledge comes from your connection with God. See, all those things, they seem distance apart, but God brings them together. And the way that they come together, the glue that brings these things together is faith. And that's how you and I relate with God. That's how the imperfect relates with the perfect, is through faith. That's how the damaged, scarred and dirty relates with the clean and the holy. 
That's the creative genius of God. And, and, and it's, it's a genius because salvation can't be earned. It can't be earned by our good works. None of us are good enough. It can't be fathomed. It can't be understood in our mind because none of us are that smart. See, if it could be earned and it could be fathomed, then it would be exclusive. Then it would be according to our IQ levels. Or it'd be according to our good works. But salvation, God's way of salvation, the way He's designed it, is that it's by faith. See, the good news of the gospel is for the whosoever. The whosoever who would discard their way of doing things and embrace God's way of doing things. The whosoever would believe. Remember I said, God has the ability to bring things together that don't go together. Here's the ability to bring things that are remote and bring them together and make them beautiful. I like the old song. The old song, something beautiful, something good. And many of you know that song. All my confusion, he understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful out of my life. Some of you are saying right now, I don't see how this These events back here could ever turn into something beautiful over here. But this creative God is able to bring unrelated things together and He's able to use them for His purpose. See, your past, your mistakes, your failure. He's able to use those things and turn around what the enemy meant for evil and use it for good. God gives us a future that we don't, we don't understand. He, he takes the hurt, the pain, the frustration, the anxiety of life, our life, and He's able to turn that around and He's able to create an unspeakable joy and peace. That's what God's able to do. God's able to, to uh, out, out of, he, He's able to get life out of death. He's able to get joy out of, out of mourning. He's able to make rivers out of deserts. He's able to make pathways in the wilderness. God is able to do this, this creative genius of God. And it's for you and I to tap into the source of creativity is God, who is God. See, our creativity ultimately will bring about short-term answers, but anything birthed of the Spirit of God, whatever it comes from, is sustained by and it will return to. See, I believe answers right now, they're found in hidden places. And God's looking for a people who will search Him out, who will find those answers. Some of you are right now, you're in in desperate situations and you need God to come and answer. I believe we carry answers, not just for ourselves, but we carry answers for the world around us. And whether it's for ourselves or whether it's for others, we need to seek God out and we need to tap into that creativity that lies within each and every one of us. Come on, wherever you are right now, God wants to unlock creativity. With that creativity is gonna come a vitality. It's gonna come life. Even right now where there's been a heaviness on your life, where you've uh, fallen into bad routines and bad patterns. Come on, I want this message to, to hit home for you today. for you to engage your spirit so that you can tap into a creativity that's gonna unlock energy, gonna unlock excitement, and ultimately is gonna bring about a new day in your life. We're believing that God's gonna do that. Hey, we've got so much that we wanna unpack in the series. So stay tuned for next week and the week after. 
because I believe God is wanting to unlock the creative potential inside every believer. Come on, whether you're in business, whether you're stay-at-home parents, whether right now it might be just in your social circle, God wants to unlock creativity that's gonna actually propel His mission forward in every direction because you're called. You're called to make an impact in your world. And it's as we tap into that God source that lies within, we discover and we find what we need. Hey, I wanna pray for you right now. Maybe you're here today. You've never opened your heart to Jesus. Friend, again, it's not our good works that get us right with God. We have nothing to offer God. He offers us everything as a gift. He offers us salvation where we can know forgiveness for our sins. Jesus died on the cross. He paid the price of yours and my freedom. And He did it so that we would have access to God's original intention, which is relationship. Friend, if you don't have a living relationship with Jesus, today, if you just make a decision in your heart to put your faith and your trust in Him, He'd come and meet you where you are. He'd free you from the shame of your past, from the guilt of past mistakes, so that you can enter into a new life, living with Him, knowing Him and discovering your purpose. So right where you are right now, if you've never opened your heart to Jesus, how about just praying this simple prayer along with me? Jesus, today, I give my life to You. I put my trust in You. I thank You for paying the price of my freedom on the cross. And today, I thank You I've been made brand new. Today, I declare You are my Lord and Saviour. We pray this in Jesus' Name. And everyone everywhere said, amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give God a big clap of praise. Amen.